it but takes the, it takes forever though. It does take forever to download, but that's the that's the fucking lazy ass millennial in me though that doesn't want to fucking get up his fucking bed and fucking switch the game. So I would I always go digital or go physical over digital. Unless it's something that I just like, I bought Judgment Digital because I was like, okay, whatever, I don't care. But if it's yeah. like any other game, like Spider Man, I got physical. Uh, yeah. When I buy Fallen Order, it's gonna be physical. Mm-hmm. Um, even though fucking install time still take just as fucking long. Yeah. No, I was thinking I was probably gonna probably buy Fallen Order physical too. I don't know, but I definitely want I definitely want to get Fallen Order. That game looks super fucking rad. Well, it comes out next month. I know, dude. It's like, uh, I think it's like two or three weeks or something like that before it comes out. How do you feel it's about? Pretty fucking close. Um, how do you feel about Outer Worlds? I don't know how to feel about it because I know it's the because I like New Vegas and I know it's the same group that did New Vegas. It's not Bethesda, but it's the same group. Yeah, so. Obsidian. Yeah, so I'm interested in it just because of that, but I also just don't feel like. I don't feel like tacking on another RPG because I've already got Death Stranding coming out and I'm trying to do. I want to at least try to start Final Fantasy VII before the remake comes out, but I still haven't done that. But I just feel like I don't have, like, I don't want to add another fucking thing onto my plate. But I, everything I've heard about it says that it's super fun, so. Is it Xbox only? I can't even remember. No, I think it's both. I think it's PS4 and PSE, too. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, see, I don't really care about those kind of games, but my girlfriend yeah. does, and she really likes uh, uh, Skyrim, and she really likes Fallout. Okay. I was, like, I was like, oh, well, this game came out. It's by the people that made a Fallout game. I think maybe you would like it. Um, so maybe we'll, we'll pick that up. Maybe, but I, don't, I mean, it looks like fucking Fallout. Yeah, no, I think I think she'd like it. I mean, it's yeah, it's basically like Fallout New Vegas, but in space, which I mean, is a pretty fucking rad setting. So. Oh, ex- exactly. It looks exactly like Fallout. But uh, yeah. hey, guys, welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the License to View. It's a weekly podcast where two best friends get together to talk about pop culture and video games and movies and comic books and anime and all that stuff. I am one of the co-hosts. I am Jason with me as always. Zach, what's going on, man? Not much, man. You know, just another busy week, racking up all this different content, work, crazy, crazy stuff. What have you, have you been up to anything sick? Have you been checking out anything cool? So the sickest thing, the biggest thing on my agenda was that I watched the pilot for the Watchmen TV series. Oh, um, well, tell me, break it down for me. Spoilers included. Spoiler alert, Zach. How? Okay. Spoiler was it? alert. I enjoyed it a lot, a fuck ton. It's probably one of the more interesting. It reminds me a lot of when I was watching like the original season one of like Westworld, where it's just like HBO does really good pilots for their shows, I think, especially for stuff that looks super hyped up. Um, I enjoyed it a hell hell of a lot. I like I like the world building in it. I like that it's um I mean it takes place in the if for those of you who don't know, it takes place in the Watchmen world from the comics. It's that continuity. It's not the Zack Snyder movie, it's from the actual comics. So there's like the giant squid monster and all that shit. And so I'm interested in all that. This is a world where like all that shit happened. And then uh, the offshoots from the comics where it's like you've got this uh, uh, white supremacist organization that like sees Rorschach as their leader because he sent his diary into the uh, the New Frontiersman, which was like a, a far right newspaper. And so a lot of the people who read that like took his teachings and like figure that out as truth and so it's interesting to be like it's just a lot of interesting world building based off the comics where it's like um i mean that's the biggest thing with the rorschach thing where it's like uh he he sent his 
diary out there to like know the truth and now it's like the truth is out there but people who anybody who believes it is seen as like a, a far right like conspiracy nut and like a crazy whack job that like uh nobody really listens to and so it's interesting to see that like it's very much building on to like what the original watchman is which is like what would happen if like these kind of things happened in like the real world and like superheroes and all that stuff and it's like yeah in the real world like some fucking like crazy ass dude who has like a weird journal like sent the truth out to like a fucking weird ass like alex jones type like news site everybody would think that that shit is fucking crazy so there's that and it, it just it just is a really really solid show it looks fucking beautiful i enjoy all the characters so far it's got a i can't even remember who the main chicken is in it but she's great she plays like a, a it's like a um they haven't got too far into it, but there was like some event that happened in the world that caused like all co- all the cops to wear masks, which is where you see them wearing like the yellow mask. And there are certain cops that like I would assume it's like the it's like basically the rank of a detective in the show, but it's like instead of being detective, they're like actual like superheroes with code names. Oh, okay, is like the kind of comparison that I'm pulling from it. Um, so th- there's that kind of thing, and it's like it's a very morally ambiguous world where it's like, I mean, you've got like the the Rorschach group that's like fucking white supremacist people, but you've also dealing with the cops in this world are like fucking uh, like nanny state, and they like uh, don't listen to like uh, any sort of uh, Miranda rights or anything like that. Where it's like they're trying to interrogate this one guy to figure out information about this group that they call the seventh seventh cavalry which is the Rorschach group and she like takes him into a room and like fucking beats the shit out of him and it's like it's very morally gray which i enjoy a lot i like that they're not just like straight up like no these are good guys and like no they're like they're also like fucking kind of shitheads too so it's an interesting world and interesting characters that got set up i decided to go further and do it the only response I saw on YouTube was people like saying like, okay, well, if Watchmen was supposed to be the realistic superhero show, well, this is just not believable because there's no way this chick is going to be beating everyone with one punch. Mm. I don't know. She doesn't really beat anybody with one punch. I mean, it's it's really – she's not like – I mean, she's an average chick. I mean, when she goes and takes on that one guy, she's like fucking like wailing on him at his ass for like a really long time. And like, you know, it's like hard-pressed interrogation and then – uh I mean, she like I guess she kind of hits the guy with like one punch in the beginning, but it's she's also like like snuck on him kind of when she like grabbed him in his trailer to like go interrogate him. So I, I mean, it's like I mean, it's I saw a really a bad. Bit, but I feel like response. it's pretty realistic. I think it's getting a really bad response on on Rotten Tomatoes or something. I don't know why. I Is think it? I, I feel saw, like it's got a pretty good response. Let me pull it up. At least um, critic-wise. Maybe maybe reviewers is a little worse, but... 43, like 43% audience rating. Really? Yeah. Huh. 98% I did not feel it at all. Critic. I really enjoyed it. 98% critic rating. I really, rating, really enjoyed it. 43% audience with 2,000 reviews, 87 critic. Um, it might be because people are watching it and it's... Like, just from hearing... Because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I had no interest to watch it. You know how I feel about yeah. Watchmen. Um, but from hearing you talk about it, yeah. and I have only seen a couple of reviews of uh, the first episode on YouTube, it's it does sound like it's a SJW anti um, conservative type of thing in terms of like, the Rorschach There's stuff. There's some of that in there. Because if you think back to Rorschach and the it's comic book, it plays both sides. If you if you yeah. look back at like, in my my interpretation of Rorschach was never that he was some sort of, and it could be this the group. And again, I haven't seen the episode, so I can't talk about like this happened. Um, yeah, 
I could see why people who are like extremist people could take Warshak in general as like over the top because the dude is the dude. In, if you read the comic book, the dude is nihilistic as hell and very like yeah pessimistic. But he's also like he's a detective. That's kind of like the whole gimmick is like no life is pain mm-hmm. type type of yeah. type of deal. Um, but that I mean I don't know. I, again, I haven't seen why people are bombarding the reviews with that bag. I guess that's a pretty stark it's like it's like the Joker, man. It's like the same thing. It's like yeah. everything that comes out that happens to have some sort of political ideology behind it has to be like polarizing yeah. on these two things cuz obviously the critics are going to love this show if it if it's really forcing this feminist ideology, which I'm not sure again, I don't know if it is. Um and the audience do go, I don't know. It doesn't lead more towards that. It leads more towards um there's a lot more of like racial politics in the show. I mean, the the show oh, starts you sh- off. You should have uh, led with that. Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's not all about that. I mean, it's definitely in there, but I mean, it's right. it's also plays both sides of the whole thing. Because I mean, I mean, it's in there. Because I mean, the whole the whole thing is like the Rorschach group is like a white supremacist group, and it's like, I mean, they're they're people who are they are people who are like alt right, like racists, and like right. that's kind of the gimmick of that group, the Seventh Cavalry. Um, but there's also this, the thing where it's like, I mean, the whole show opens with like a real race riot that happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma in like 1920. And that's like the start of the show. And there's like a character that's introduced there that like you don't really know too much about. But there's like a you follow like a, a black boy who ends up uh, surviving the race riot. And you don't really know what happens to him much later. We assume it's uh, there's a character that's introduced that's like an old black man in like a wheelchair or something right. like that. And people are assuming that that's that's the character from the from the race riots that happened in Tulsa. Maybe I, maybe people are getting so, upset about it because like com- maybe complex nerds are upset about it because that has zero to do with Watchmen. Like there, mm. I don't remember, and I haven't read Watchmen in, since high school, so I could be wrong. I can't think of a single like racial thing about Watchmen. Mm, no, I mean it's yeah, I mean it's not really much, but all but the, also I mean. I say I I would I wouldn't think that there's much like racial in the Watchmen, but also if I look if I think back to the Watchmen, there's not really any black or any characters in it. It's just a bunch of white people. I mean, it is. I mean, it is a bunch of white people. The most diverse thing you have is fucking Doctor Manhattan, who's a fucking giant blue man with his swinging donger. Well, maybe people are upset because Vietnam, like so. they're they're. Damon Lindelof is taking this prized graphic novel that I think is a piece of shit. I don't like Watchmen mm. at all. But maybe <laughs> people are upset because they're taking. So I have no, I have no horse in this race. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. Maybe people are upset because, or fans are upset because you take this thing that like had such. Had, Alan Moore is a fantastic writer, even though I don't like this. But yeah. I really like From Hell, and I really like his other stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because he's such a heady writer and writes, and Damon Lindelof and his staff has boiled it down to being about. Rorschach's, Rorschach's character who's so the question he's Batman he's no he's yeah. this very great private eye kind of introspective noir character and you take mm-hmm. him and make him a his idea the idea of him and make him a source of racist hate mm. maybe that's I what people see are saying that. I, don't, I don't know again I, again I have never I haven't read a review on Rent Tomatoes I just the, the first time I saw an article with the headline the reviews, reviews are bad so I remember hearing that the reviews were not good on, on the on the on the audience side. But the same thing we talked about last week with Joker. It's the same exact yeah. thing. Where it like we my girlfriend and I rewatched Endgame a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. Endgame's a fantastic film. I think that was a yeah. fantastic movie. But I will not mm-hmm. lie and say that once 
the women team up part happens, I am checked out. Yeah. I'm done. The rest yeah. of the movie, I don't give a shit about. And that's uh, and thankfully it's at the very end of the movie. Because if it happened yeah. in, the, in the middle of the movie, I'd probably be like, okay. But it happened at the end of the movie, where everything past that, it's whatever. So, I mean, it's, I get yeah. why people can. It's hard for people to to push away certain like if it's against what you think. I can see why you wouldn't want to watch it. I, I guess, but I, I don't know. Um, yeah, if it's in, if it's good. I mean, it's, it's good. interesting. I mean, I definitely could see that like complaint for sure. But I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. I definitely could see that complaint. But I think it's a lot of the things where it's like, um, I mean, I could definitely see where people make that interpretation. But I also think it's like, I mean, it's super early into the show. I mean, it's an hour long pilot, and the sh- it's a TV series. It's not like it's a movie. So I think there's more that could be expanded upon it later later on in the show. And I think there's a lot more. I think. As far as I'm concerned, I think this was a really good groundwork for what we could get for the rest of the series. So I'm overall excited to see where exactly this story goes. Now, it could end up being that the story ends up being really shitty and I hate it. But as far as this pilot goes, I'm excited to see where where the, where Lindenoff uh, takes the rest of the series. He's got me so far. So, Well, yeah, I'm looking at an article from CNBC about it saying that it's been review, uh, review bombed because and one of the quotes was like, again, it's about source material and mm-hmm. um changing liberties of the thing and, and and i look and i i love respecting the source material i i'm we've been advocators yeah. of that for a long long time um and mm-hmm. i still hold hold true to that and that's i always preface this when i talk about source material because it always leads into the idea of whitewashing or changing a character's right. race for the sake of diversity mm-hmm. i always say this which doesn't doesn't matter but i always have this preface this because people do care even though yeah. it doesn't matter to me, but like, I would love to see more Asian guys and Asian yeah. characters in comic books. I would love to see mm-hmm. that. Do I really? Do I like? Am I gonna ask you to make fucking Cap? If they cast Wolverine in the new MCU and make him a Chinese guy, I'm yeah. probably gonna be pissed because that's not Wolverine. Yeah, because I respect the source material, so I can see why people would be getting mad because they're taking this th- thread. From this riot that you're t- you're talking about that I've, I have mm-hmm. heard about in the in, in in reference to the show and stringing yeah. it along and trying to piece together something again I haven't seen the show so I don't mm. fucking know but I can see why people will be mad it's like saying like maybe that's what I can see why people get mad at like like with Batman like Joker right you add in the whole Thomas Wayne the Joker thing right and like the whole idea potentially that Thomas Wayne is the Joker's dad mm-hmm. like. If I didn't know, if I if I knew thought that that was supposed to be in Bat Canon, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Fuck that, yeah, fuck that." But since the Watchmen is supposed to be quote unquote, now Alan Moore will never say this, and Alan Moore will push this aside every single chance. That's why Alan Moore did not endorse the movie. He did not endorse Doomsday Clock. He did not endorse Bat, uh, before Watchmen. Yeah, Alan Moore only says Watchmen. That's my work. Yeah. Everything else around that, that's fucking not. It's not the thing. Yeah. This is a direct sequel to that, so I can see why comic book nerds would be really upset because people love Rorschach. Yeah. So now if you start saying, I like Rorschach, and I start wearing Rorschach shirts, are people going to yeah. go, oh, you like the the white supremacist group from the Watchmen yeah. show? It's like, I no, I like the detective noir character who before this, 10 years ago, had that stupid-ass line about him and being in jail and how... You're locked in here with me. It's like no, I'm you're stuck locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Like that, that's I can see. I can see the tangentially <laughs> why people would be so frustrated. 
Um, I think Watchmen fucking sucks, and I think, generally speaking, Rorschach's a boring ass character. But there's complexities to that comic book, flat out. Mm-hmm. The idea that, that the comic book is 16 panels every single page, the fact that that comic yeah. book is so groundbreaking that and Dark Knight Returns, obviously, are the two big ones from like what 87, mm-hmm. 86, or whatever the fuck came out. I get it. Yeah, I respect yeah. the book. So I can see why people would be frustrated about source material. Um, but if it's good, it's good. I don't know why. I mean, I'll watch it when it's done. I'll kind of breeze through yeah. when it's finished, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if it's good, it's good. That's all that matters, I think, right? Yeah. I think that, I think in the end, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing where it's like, I mean, I definitely get the argument about the source material, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's, if you're able to take that source material and it's something that I can enjoy and I think that it's worth the changes that you make, then I might be able to overlook them. And I mean, I think as far as the source material goes with this, it's not like they're doing like the thing where they're like making a specific character, like they're changing a specific character's race or something like that. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, these are all original new characters. I mean, mm-hmm. this the whole series takes place in like present day, basically. So it's like 30 years after the events of the original comic book. And so there's not a lot of crossover as far as like original characters are concerned. Um, so there's there's interesting stuff with that. Um, right. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. What, what else do we check it out? Anything else going on? Yeah. So, there's a couple other things. So, I think uh, the other big thing was, um, oh, I started watching, um, I was telling you this earlier in the week, mm-hmm. but I started watching this basketball anime. Oh, uh, right. And it's uh, the dopest shit ever. I fucking love it so far. It's really great. Um, it's I, just a I cross did, between. I, I didn't check it out oh. yet. It's good. I definitely think you should check it out. I think you'd enjoy it a lot because you li- you like basketball and you like delinquents, and it's got both of them. Okay. Because the whole thing is the the guy is like it's basically a character. The main guy is basically a character from like Kuroko almost, where he's like he's a small dude that like people wouldn't think is good. I mean, he doesn't have any special powers or anything like that. It's not like that kind of basketball anime, but it's much more. I guess in that terms, it's much more like a slam dunk where it's like realistic. Right. Um, but the whole thing is just that he's a he's a kid and he's short, but he really loves to play basketball. And so he's he went to the school, um, and the whole basketball team there is made up entirely of delinquents. So it's him. Like at first, he's like trying to get in there, win them over by like showing them how good he is and how talented he is, and like how much hard work he's put in to like be able to get where he is. And uh, I think there's there's really great character work in it so far, and the delinquents are. Are interesting. I'm liking the dynamic between him, especially him and like the main uh, blonde-haired delinquent. I think they've got a good uh, going on between them. So I'm excited to see where it goes so far. Um, it's only four episodes in, but uh, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch the rest of it. Okay, sweet. I mean, you got real digital there for a second. Yeah. Oh, uh, did I? For the connection to, to kind of better up again, yeah, I can't tell if it's you or me on my end. Hold on, it's freaking. You got all like a uh, choppy. I, I don't know. My dog kind of. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Oh, damn. Is it still doing it? Yeah, I still do it a little bit. I mean, you're still here. I got you, but it's just like your audio went from like being like clear to like you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Through, you're talking through a cup. Yeah. <laughs> shit yeah i love when it happens in the middle of the podcast but um but yeah no yeah i love it we're like 20 minutes in and then it decides to start up seriously fucking but i like that and then the the other thing that i've the only other thing i've been checking out just to get through this real 
quick is uh, I listen to Kanye's new album, uh, Jesus is King. Uh, it's fine. I mean, it's not the best Kanye, but I mean, even like the worst Kanye is like better than like most other people's albums. So plus it sounds like, I don't know, I, I the first name I like four or five times that morning just because it's so quick and easy to listen to. So it's pretty solid. Solid I, tracks. I have had no desire to listen to this album. I, uh, but I also don't like rap music. <laughs> I don't like rap music. So, I mean, I, I used to really like rap music a lot, yeah. but I listen to Strictly guitar driven mm-hmm. music now pretty much for the most part um yeah i i agree with that i agree with the okay. title of the album though but that's fine that's a different that's a different that's a different topic all together yeah um uh sick yeah. well i i've been doing some not much uh this i've been reading a lot of comic books but i'll hit a couple that i think are really interesting okay. um the first thing i did because i wanted to kind of get into the spirit of the season uh, I read. I was rereading some Hellboy. Uh, I read uh, Hellboy: Wolves of Saint yeah. Augustine. I believe is what it's called. It's a werewolf story. Okay. It's pretty good. And then I was surprised because I didn't know this happened. Um, I think maybe you'd be interested in this to kind of get back on, to dip your toe back okay. into some comics. Okay. Um, I didn't know this was a thing, but so I, I read or I watched all of Buffy. I'm, I like Buffy okay. a lot. I'm not a huge Buffy. I'm not, I'm not like a fucking Buffy nerd, but I like the show. I'm more of an Angel fan than I am a Buffy fan. But yeah, yeah and I've never watched Angel. I only know yeah. Angel from Buffy. Yeah. Well, no, for a long time, they they had seasons of the show in comic book form after, like, in mm-hmm. the comic. I think, I think it was uh, either Dark Horse, I think, had it, or IDW. I think it was Dark Horse. But they, Dark Horse. they did like seasons of season 11, season whatever. Well, mm-hmm. I guess the license got moved. So now Boom Studios ha- has the rights to oh. Buffy. So they rebooted the whole thing. Nice. So now they're on issue like t- eight of Buffy and six of Angel. And so it's like they're, it's a whole reimagining of the show. So they wiped the whole slate okay. clean. It's back to the beginning. It's back when she first moved there. She just meets Angel, right? They're currently in the middle of their crossover event called Hellmouth. Uh, okay. Issue one was out, I think. Is out now, I believe. And it's uh, it's re- it's pretty good. I mean, if you like the teen angst, urban paranormal stuff, which I like, um, yeah. it's good. It's not they 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 definitely the the writers kind of get the vibe of the characters. Mm-hmm. Angels a noir. Uh, Buffy's a teen angsty drama show, and the, the way that the the, the writer um, I forget her name, the way she writes Buffy in the in the Buffy solo book is it's really great. She writes the characters really well. Uh, the mm-hmm. teams, the, the Scooby Squad, whatever the fuck they're called, is the Scooby Gang. The Scooby Squad. They're they're pretty good. Um, the, the Angel writer is really good. There's another book somewhere else, but I forget. I didn't read the other books, but Hellmouth's been mm-hmm. good so far. So I've been really enjoying those things and it's my first experience with angel as not a character in buffy so i have been mm-hmm. really enjoying it um between the two of them they're, they're so different that i can't compare which i assume the shows were like as well um yeah the shows are pretty different too as as far as yeah i mean buffy it's the same thing where it's like buffy's more of like the teen angsty stuff and like the scooby gang stuff and angel i mean angel's kind of got the scooby gang thing going on where he has his own team but it's much more like I would consider, yeah, Angel's definitely like a more like noirish, grittier type of like show and feel to the storytelling right. with it. So, 
But you know, Buffy's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's it's not serious. It's fun, not. And I was expecting them to like really hammer in like political stuff or like mm-hmm. gay stuff. And they haven't. I mean, they in the first issue you see Willow with a girl with her girlfriend, but they don't they don't beat you over the head with it, which is I think yeah. so rare. Like the writer again, I don't forget remember the writer's name. And the, the art's fantastic, but the writer is writing it so well where it's like. You get the you, everyone has their own struggles in the comic book, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's enjoyable to the point where like if it was anything else, I would expect it to automatically be like over the top about LGBT stuff or over the right. top about you know this stuff or this stuff or some sort of agenda, and it's not there yet. So I'm really mm-hmm. happy with it because it's serious. It's just like middle of the road. Yes, Willow's gay, but we know that already. Like we know, we right. knew that she's kind of gay or whatever. So it's not, like, yeah. it's not like an issue or anything. And other than that, it's it's really enjoyable. I'm really happy with it so far. So um, okay. I, would, I would check that out. The last thing I've awesome. been reading is a uh, Mortal Hulk, which is like a horror Hulk book, and it's really great. So yeah, definitely. Now I'll definitely have to check out Buffy and Angel, and especially Angel, because yeah, I just really enjoy his character, especially when they finally introduce Spike and the dynamic that him and Spike have is really, really great to see, especially in the TV shows. They were great to have on screen together. So definitely check that. They have Spike in the comic book and he's, he's spot on. He's spot on to the Buffy version. So um, that's what I've been checking out. Other than that, do you want to go ahead and take a bite? Let's do it, baby. Okay, guys. Well, it was a big, big last week. Big, big week. Big news. We had the last trailer on Monday premiered for yes. the upcoming movie that we've been reviewing leading up to. It's the That's last true. trailer for Star Wars the the final Skywalker movie. The ending of a saga. Sky Rise of Skywalker. Zach, how do you feel about it? How how'd you enjoy it? Did you like it? What did you see? What do you think about it? Are you excited anymore, if at all, for the movie? Also did you hear about the leaks and how this trailer approved all those leaks? Also, did you hear about how the film apparently has to have reshoots? And apparently, according to some sources, it's seventy-five percent of the movie has to be reshot. How do you feel? Um, uh, for the first question, for the trailer, um, it was mostly me. It was um, it didn't give me any. I wasn't less excited after watching it, but I wasn't more excited. It was just like me. This is, eh. I mean, at this point, it's just resigned. It's like, I know I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna see it, but I'm not excited to watch it. I just, at this point, I kind of just want it to be over with, so we can try to move on to something else, and they can stop ruining these fucking characters that I like. Right. Um. So that's that's kind of my overall feelings of the trailer. Although I hated that they had those fucking horses that were riding on the Star Destroyer. That shit was fucking dumb. And that C-3PO line made me mad because he has spent no time with any of those characters besides Finn. So the fact that he thinks that they're his friends pisses me off because they're not your friends because you haven't spent time with them. People aren't your friends if you don't spend time with them. So that's fucking stupid. That made me mad. They also, the fact that they put that entire scene in the trailer made me mad. Because it's like, oh, you're trying to get me emotionally invested in it by having this emotional scene with C-3PO where his brain's about to get fucking wiped. But I don't care because I see right through you, Disney, you rat fucks. Or mouse fucks, as the case may be. Um, As to your second question about the leaks, I remember we went over the leaks, I think, briefly. I don't know exactly how much this confirmed. I know 
I've, I, I'd seen some stuff where people had apparently said that it confirmed some of the stuff about Palpatine and like the lead ups to certain events. Um, and a lot of people think that I guess the C3PO line where it's like he has to use the he like has to have the what was it like the Sith language like program into him or some shit like that so they can figure out whatever the hell they need or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember too much about the leaks, but I do remember I, I, I remember seeing and hearing in other people's reactions to the trailer that, yeah, apparently this confirmed a lot of the leaks that were introduced. Um, and then the last question was uh, I hadn't heard about the reshoots at all. So I that's all news to me. I didn't know anything about that. Um, at this point, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it because I feel like at this point it's like almost every single big movie has reshoots. So I don't even know how to feel about that because I feel like they hit – it was like a, Endgame had reshoots, Infinity War had reshoots, Wonder Woman had reshoots. So at this point it's not – it's even hard – it's hard to even tell like if a reshoots mean a good or a bad thing because it's like Infinity War and Endgames had reshoots and those movies were still fantastic. So it's not well, necessarily like – I'll yeah. break it down real quick for you. Yeah. And see if this changes your vibe. Okay. Okay. Again, these are never going to be confirmed. This is all. These are all articles from people that so they have sources inside of Lucasfilm, and okay. the, the if you can Google it, I'm not going to say any more about it. I'm going to explain what the what kind of what they're saying about this about the leaks, from okay. uh, what I remember from reading the article a few days ago. Right. Um, and again, these aren't confirmed because why would they be? Some of the leaks were confirmed from the trailer, but here's what the leaks were saying from the source mm-hmm. and his anonymous source. Now also this person has had, I forget the guy's name. I think his name is Doomcock. What I'm so again, this guy's name is Doomcock and he, um, he's known, he had some leaks, I think for last Jedi, I believe, or solo. I can't remember. I think solo. And they were like, they, they were right. So people get, look at him and go, okay, well he has some history of being correct on these things. Right. So and one of these leaks that he was talking to his source was that apparently Abrams went to Kathleen Kennedy and all of them was like, hey, here's the movie. Some people aren't going to like it. Some people are going to like it. And they told him, go back, recut it until everybody likes this movie. Oh, my God. So they came back with six or seven cuts and they said no. Damn. So they have to go back here. This is, they were saying they have to go shoot reshoot up to like 75% of the movie. Jesus. This is again. This is this is allegedly. I'm not saying. I'm not spewing right. facts here. This is allegedly. Now, okay. if that gets into the ether of anything, the idea that 75 percent of the film has to be reshot, that makes me go. Everything yeah. we see in the trailer is either going to be dumped or that's all you got. That's that's salvageable. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, if it had to all be reshot, yeah, it's like all of that footage is probably garbage then. But even the idea of. Like it, it, and I believe it. But I just, I do. I believe it for how Disney and how that stuff has had their history recently with how Star Wars has been per- perceived. I, I believe it. The idea mm-hmm. that like, hey, um, make this movie until F- so everyone likes it. We need a win because yeah. none of these movies have really won. They they've yeah. made money, but they haven't won. Right. You know, you have to win like where you get the box office and the reception. You have you, we need an Avengers on our hands. You know. Right. Um. So watching the trailer, and I stayed up to watch it when it came out, it's fine. I mean, it looks... Yeah. J.J. Abrams has so much to clean up. Yeah. And I read all the leaks, and if these leaks are true, this movie sucks. Like, this yeah. movie sucks. Um, So I can't imagine that they have so much time to... They have literally, what, two they months? They have, like, two months. 
Yeah, like that's it. You don't have a lot of time to rework scripts and all this stuff. So you better hope you had coverage that you can like start. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Now, yeah. like any Star Wars movie, as time gets near for it to release, I start going, okay, all right, all right, well, here we go, Star Wars, and I'll probably rewatch yeah. Force Awakens and I'll rewatch Last Jedi, and mm-hmm. be like, okay, let's see, let's see if we can get a. A good bow tie on this because the trailer doesn't really give you much. It gives you a good vertical slice of some of some bullshit that don't matter, and mm-hmm. that's fine for a trailer. I don't need necessarily need to see story beats, um, but I do know that the trailer doesn't get me excited at all because I do know the hurdle that they have to jump over is literally fucking. Do you see that thing in the Olympics a few days ago? Or not Olympics. It was a, tr- a cross track and field big co- competition a couple weeks back. I saw it on YouTube. It was NBC. This girl from like Sweden or some shit was a pole vaulter. And she went mm-hmm. to go run for the pole vault her last attempt. And she dug the pole into the ground to do it. And it snapped in half. So she got a redo. That's fucking Rise of Skywalker. They either get yeah. the – so she did it and she got a best record for Sweden. Like she she didn't win yeah. the event but she got like a personal record, got a record for Sweden mm-hmm. or some shit or Switzerland, whatever the fuck it was. That's the perfect analogy kind of for this movie. Like they ha- – J.J. Okay. Abrams can, can run that shit and that pole can snap midway because it can be fucking terrible. And this yeah. trailer doesn't give me any sort of like – like at least with Last Jedi, I was like – Man, that's a good trailer. That's a pretty yeah. good trailer. This mm-hmm. trailer, I'm like, you ain't gonna trick me this time, Disney. Yeah. You ain't gonna trick me. I know. I know what you got fucking planned. You got a bunch of bullshit in a bag. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna fucking toss it out and be like, this is the ri- rise of Skywalker. Well, it's just like it got to the whole thing where it's like a, it's the same thing over and over again where it's like, and you said it kind of earlier where they said that they need an Avengers and they're like trying to hype this up. Like, it's Avengers Endgame. And I was like, it's not nearly at that level. Because people actually yeah. liked the Avengers leading into Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Half the people fucking hate Star Wars right now. Again, half like it, it's but not, half It is it. so not hard to, 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 to get Avengers. It's not hard. Yeah. I'm not even talking about, like, not even talking about fucking cinematic techniques. Because that, that, even that's not hard. I'm talking about pure the in, the innards of the movie. All the MCU, except for a couple, are perceived unanimously well. Like, people yeah. like love Iron Man 1 because it's a fucking fun movie. People like mm-hmm. Iron Man 2. People hate Iron Man 3 because the boy. Right? But Cap 1, Cap 2, Cap 3, people love. Thor 1, people enjoy. Thor 2, people don't like because it's a bad written movie. The only yeah. movies in the MCU that people are divergent on are which two? Captain Marvel and Black Panther. Those are the two ones <laughs> because those both those movies are heavy-handed in yeah. their ideology of one feminism, two black people or whatever. When you the rest of the MCU does not heavy-hand those things. The Last Jedi heavy-handed bullshit. Yeah. Right. This idea that you don't need that Skywalkers or whatever. They're whatever family, even though we've been told for 30 years that it's the fucking family that has closest to the fucking force. We're told Mm -hmm. in episode one that fucking Anakin has the most midichlorians of all goddamn time. We're told that he's the fucking one, right? He's fucking Neo. Or is it Luke? But no, 
it's Anakin still because Anakin brings peace to the Force even though he disrupts it. His yeah. death brings peace back to the Force, right? You're told all this bullshit. That's what happened with Last Jedi. So if they want a fucking endgame, you need to fucking make characters that people give a shit about, mm-hmm. but you don't want to invest the time. Instead, you want to write bullshit movies like fucking Solo. That sucked. Yeah. People yeah. liked Rogue One because Rogue One was just a fucking action-packed war, war movie. movie. People enjoyed yeah. that shit, man. Last Jedi was like, let's take everything you like about this franchise and not none of it... We're going to do the exact opposite of what you and me talk about and talk about how respect the past, respect the yeah. source material. That's the movie where they say, let's take all the source material and go, you know what? Nah. Yeah. So this trailer, it just shows me, and I this, and nothing about it is like saying this, but I perceive it this way of, we have one chance left. Because yeah. if you look at the Comic Cron, like, which is a pretty much a list of monthly comic book sales and what comic books sell and how much they sell... Even the mm-hmm. Star Wars comic book is not selling that great anymore. Yeah. Issue like fucking 50-something. It's fucking Star Wars. Yeah. It should, should be, be like, it should be up there with fucking shelf. Batman, right? Yeah. But because people go, eh. Eh. Why? Mm-hmm. Why do I care? Because I know what you do with this character. Like, because it's about Luke, Leia, and Han, and Chewie. But I know what you guys do with both of those characters. You kill one yeah. on a fucking bridge by his son, and the other one fucking dies from fucking on a rock that's what you yeah. do with this character so there's no stakes i don't give a yeah. shit mm. that's what i get from this trailer that's why i get from this movie is like okay how can we put this fucking how can we do the best we can to make sure this is pretty good because it's not gonna be fantastic yeah well the more that i think about the movie and especially this movie in particular is that i don't know it just feels like it JJ should have just like directed all three movies because I think there's a very clearly with this movie. I mean, if they're gonna have to do this movie. He should have just done all three. But yeah, um, I mean, clearly he has like a very good through line, through through line of like what he wants to accomplish, what he wanted to accomplish story wise, and the fact that they just had somebody else. I mean, it was uh, one of the reactions I saw and the people that I was I was I don't know if you listen to Mahler or the EFAP. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of these guys, but no, I haven't. He does uh, – Mahler himself, he does a lot of like long-form like dissections of movies and stuff like that. And he does – like he did all the Star Wars movies and he has a podcast and they were talking about the trailer. And uh, one of the things that they brought up was um, it just seems like – and it was something I didn't really think about. But as soon as they said it, it clicked and it made perfect sense was they just – it's very clear that like, Disney had like no fucking plan. Oh, yeah. As far as like anything with this series. I mean the whole thing was that they set it up and they did a trilogy of movies but they had all of them having – there's no thorough line for any of the movies. The first when it was first set up, it was fucking JJ directing one, Ryan Johnson directing one, and then fucking uh, Colin, Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow was supposed to direct episode nine. And they all have different directors. They all had different writers. They all had there was no there was no like singular force besides Kathleen Kennedy, but clearly she doesn't give a fuck about anything. Right. So um, again, I, remember what yeah. makes the fucking. And this is one of the things I think about. The prequels that you know, we can get, we'll dive into real quick in a second when we do Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, is that the original trilogy? Only the first one was directed by George Lucas. Yeah, the next two were what Kasdan and then Kasdan or Ka- as a Kasdan someone else. I forget. Kasdan, who, I forget who Kasdan directed. And somebody else did not. 
or six. I don't remember if Kaz directed. I know he. I don't remember who did the. I don't know who directed those movies because to me, the, what makes those movies good is that they were not directed by him, and the, even the scripts weren't by him. Mm-hmm. The story was George. Yeah. George was there with the story for all three. So he, mm-hmm. he didn't have to go in the fucking nitty gritty and be like, okay, how are we going to make this dialogue? He made, he was an idea man. Yeah. And he's like, here's the idea for the whole th- trilogy. Here's the idea. You guys could hammer out the fine dialogue details, all the dolly shots. I mean, he was obviously still very involved in the movies mm-hmm. in there for the special effects. All this kind of, He's there obviously, but idea man. Mm-hmm. There was no idea person for the sequel trilogy. You didn't have the yeah. you had the story group at, at George uh, Lucasfilm, but the story group doesn't. They just know I. They just know shit. Yeah. No, if they had like, hey, we have um, Dave Filoni, who's like the pretty much. Do you know who Dave Filoni is? He's the guy who's in charge of Clone Wars, right? Clone Wars, Rebels. Yeah. If you know anything about Dave Filoni, if you Google him or research his story, he pretty much is George Lucas Jr. Like, George okay. Lucas, like, took him under his wing during the Clone Wars, and, like, and Dave Filoni studied, like, understudied him. Like, he was, like, yeah. the bless, he the blessing, the son, the prodigal son, all this stuff. Like, George Lucas, like, gave him, like, taught him all this bullshit. Like, as they were working on the Clone Wars, you know, George had to approve stuff, and he, he knows, okay, I know George would probably like this. This would be a good mm-hmm. idea. Dave Filoni... Would be the should should have been the story guy, yeah. The guy who hey, you know what we know we know Dave Filoni because we he's legendary. People love him because people he he embodies the idea and the feel of Star Wars. Because if you watch Rebels, even though Rebels is a kids show, and Clone Wars it, it still has the like the roots of what Star Wars is. And you can feel it. Mm-hmm. The prequel trilogy had too much George. It was all George. Yeah. And how do you tell George Lucas no? Yeah, he's fucking George Lucas. The sequel trilogy has no one to sit there and go, okay, here's the here's the plot. Yeah, you guys can kind of figure out the the writing or whatever, kind of figure out the through through lines of how you want to direct this and make it si- similar. But there was mm-hmm. no overall. Kathleen Kennedy wasn't giving their ideas, you know. Yeah. And with Ke- with Kevin Feige coming over to do to do Star Wars stuff, that's just to me that's just a sign of Disney being like or Lucasfilm being like uh, whatever to them going, okay. Clearly, Kathleen Kennedy was could not do this job right. Yeah. So we're gonna bring Kevin Feige over in a different role, a different role, but maybe mm-hmm. you might not have a job, Kathleen. Yeah. You know. So that's that's how I feel about that trail. But we can go ahead and bang out. Yes. Our review or thoughts or how you want to call. It. I'd never call it a review. I always call it it's like. Chit-chat. I think it's more of just our thoughts. Yeah. On the the last of the of the prequel trilogy. Zach, I, yes. I've been asking how. How do you feel about seeing it again after so long? How do you feel about the movie, acting, directing, perception, all that stuff, theology, mm-hmm. all that bullshit about this movie? Revenge, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. I realized when I was watching it um, that I don't like this much. I don't like this movie as much now as I as I used to. I used to like the movie a lot. It used to be my favorite of the prequel trilogy. But after going through this rewatch, I still think I like episode one the best. I think episode one's... I mean, this one has got some pretty big highs in it. I mean, you've got some great stuff. I mean, you've got the the Clone Wars battles. You've got 
more stuff with uh i mean the anakin obi-wan battle is obviously top notch um and then you've got um yoda versus sidious which is fucking killer executing of order 66 is nice but i think overall as a movie i think i enjoyed episode one more as an overall movie compared to compared to episode three um the action in this movie is top notch though it's it's a killer movie for sure in that department um but it the more i was watching it the more it was the same problem that i had with episode two but expounded even further which is that uh in this movie you have to follow hayden christensen and i can't do that uh he's a terrible actor he's he's not i mean he's not a terrible actor he's a bad actor in this movie and he has terrible lines his lines are dog shit and when you have an actor that's kind of as mediocre as he is i don't think he's a terrible actor but i definitely don't think he's a great actor i think he's middle of the road and when you've got a mediocre actor you need to have a fucking top-notch script and i think that's one of the things that drag down these movies is that this script is fucking dog shit i hate it's so fucking boring. Everything that's not action in this movie is so fucking boring and tedious and overwrought. I fucking hate it. Uh, which I think is one of the things that I liked about episode one so much. Because really that movie you're following Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor. And I could fucking watch them all day. They're fantastic together. They have great chemistry. Um, really in this movie, I mean it's the same thing in episode two. Where the only redeeming part of this movie is fucking Ewan McGregor. And he kills it every time he's on screen. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. His battle against Grievous is great. Um, so all that stuff is sick, but I, just, I can't I can't follow Hayden Christensen. See, I, just I, hate, I, hate I really think this could be our shortest review and should be our shortest review because yeah. th- all the problems that Attack of the Clones have, has, yeah. this it's the same thing in this movie. Yeah, it's, it's the same stuff. It's overly bloated. It's long. Yeah. It's drawn out. It's boring. The dialogue's bad. The chemistry is bad. Yeah. The CG fine i guess but you miss the practical you miss having actual sets actual practical now they have a ton of stuff here that's practical don't get me wrong yeah the prequel trilogy people think that's all cg there's a ton if you go back and watch on youtube adam savage's stuff because adam savage worked on these movies yeah he has there's a ton of practical shit in these movies a ton but it still feels not real yeah it feels not real um which is obviously when we watched the, the original trilogy coming up yeah you know it's not real but it still has a sense of earthliness how you want to say it It, it's just the thing with even though you know it's not real it's just the thing where it's just if you have those those physical props and those if it's not cg even though you know it's not real it's still got a presence in the world and so you're willing to it's it it allows you to extend your your disbelief enough because you know that even if it you know it's not necessarily real it's still got a presence in that world so it's real in some aspect with cgi it's just like I don't know, especially when it's like media. I mean, it's not all mediocre, but I mean, it's you've got some of the sh- stuff in here that it's just like, you know, it's not real, and it just is clear that there's just like, it ha- mm-hmm. it doesn't have a lot of presence, and so yeah. that help, that draws away from the movie too. And I'm not going to talk too much about this movie, um, only because my exact criticisms you, you can take from last episode and put on this movie. Yeah. I will say though, I agree. Com- I, I agree with your statement about the first movie. I've said this for years. The first movie is the least bad. Yeah. That's why I didn't say the best because it's not still not great. It's still yeah. least bad. It has the, it's still a fresh idea. Like when you like okay cool you can kind of see. I said this in the first review. You could see 
the, the differences between episode one. Like, I can see the world differences between episode four and one. Like, yeah. You, you, again, you take this, the scenery, the world building in terms of the, sh- of the visuals and go, okay, I can see how this is a planet before war. Yeah. Episode four, five, and six. This is this is this is a galaxy post empire or during empire. Yeah. I can see the differences there. I, I think that's really good. You can see the episode two as well, kind of, especially yeah. with the, the city. But um, this movie, it's, the the lack of interestingness is the downfall. Yeah. It's the downfall of this movie. Um, I think there's a lot of the, the thing where it's. Uh, I think that uh, going back to the first movie is that that movie had so much interesting world building, like you were talking about, just seeing the difference in between, you know, episode one and episode four. And I think one of the biggest things that detracts from this movie too is like you're talking about. There's not a lot of interesting stuff. There's just not. There's nothing that adds to the world, the universe overall of Star Wars in yeah. general. I mean, it's it's re- it adds more to Vader's backstory, but overall, is like the entire like universe. I mean, the most interesting thing that is added to the lore is that you figure out how the Jedi die with the Order sixty six. So that's it's interesting thing to see that. But I mean, really, as far as like, there's really not much that's added to the Clone Wars because at this point, it's like basically this movie takes place at the end of the Clone Wars. So there's not much really world building going on there. Um, my big, as far my as big concerned, gripe. I would rather watch the the animated show to my, figure my, out more world building. Yeah. My big gripe has always been like, I'm pretty sure the the crawl mentions Grievous, right? It does. Yeah. I want to see Grievous episode two. Yeah. I need to see him episode two first appearance in person. That way, yeah. I can know who he is later on in episode three. I get that they text crawl him in the, in the beginning to show that Obi Wan's been chasing him or whatever. They've had skirmishes. I, I get that. Yeah. I want to see that skirmish on screen first. Yeah. That way I can see everyone going, okay, oh, sh- who the fuck are you? Okay, I fucking got you. Well, I think that's a that, that's another problem where it's like you get into the extended universe because I think it was like – because I think this is in that weird time where it's like if you just go by the movies, you wouldn't know that. But I think this was one of those things where it was like Grievous was introduced in oh, the – Oh, uh, exactly. In the Clone Wars – like not even like the CG Clone Wars series, but I think legit like cartoon the, Clone you know, Wars, the, Gen- the Gendy stuff. But if you yeah. if you have to have a supplementary series, yeah, like people all the time go, you need to watch Clone Wars, yeah, and you you no, I don't need to watch shit. No 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 yeah. no 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 no. This needs to be good on its own. Yeah, now, Clone Wars is fine post the movie, post season one, it's fine. But you need that. That's the, doesn't take away the fact that these movies are not good on their own. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the at the end of the day, at the end of at the end of this whole experience that we call the Star Wars experience, we are mm-hmm. going to say that there has been three good movies. Yeah, it may be four if you want to talk about Rogue One, but eh. Yeah. You know, that's that's really what it's going to be. Is that you hit lightning in a bottle. And people mm-hmm. like the other ones. Their other ones are fine, but there's three perfect films. Yeah. The rest, the other six in the in two different trilogies are trash food. You yeah. Know? And, and that's and this movie, the episode three, suffers from. I, I really do think the abundance of George Lucas and his tendency to want to go more and more and more and push yeah. and push and push and push and keep trying to be something different, which is good. And that's good in 1977. But when you have yeah. everything at your disposal, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of stars and <laughs> dollars, I don't. Yeah. It doesn't work out for you. And it, his strong suit isn't writing. That's why. He, look again, like I said before, he's a story guy. Yeah. How does he, he's made 
some of the coolest characters in cinema history. Yeah. He makes Indiana Jones? Yeah. He makes Indiana Jones. Now, did he write Indiana Jones? No. But he no. fucking made up Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yo. That, you're a good story man, George. You know. He's good at, he's good making stories. He's good at creating characters. It's just that, yeah, he's, I mean, he made Obi-Wan and he made the backstory to Obi-Wan and the backstory to Obi-Wan seeing him hit, specifically for these movies, I think, I, I would be more interested in these movies if they didn't focus on Anakin and they really did focus more on like yeah. Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor as a character because I think he's the more interesting actor and I think his arc throughout the three movies, specifically in his relationship to not just Qui-Gon but with Anakin, yeah. is a much more compelling and interesting story. So no, it kind of sucks to me that he gets like pushed to the sidelines until, until George Lucas wants to have him fight Anakin in the last 30 right. minutes of the movie. Well... Let's let's go ahead and pin button this review, only yeah. because I honestly don't have anything else to say. Yeah, because it's it's not it's just not it's it's the movie of the three that make me go, all right. Yeah. All right. We and every other. I was still, it's 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 sad for me too because I mean I, I I I this one was legit of for the longest time I it, it had been a while since I rewatched him but I remembered you know in my early teens and love fucking loving this movie. Like as it came out, I watched this movie like 20, 20, right. 20 at least 20 times. Like I watched right. this movie over and over again. I fucking loved it. It was great. But yeah, just watching it, watching it over again and older. And I'm just it like, doesn't hold up. I doesn't hold up. Does not hold Which the is water. Fine because I... next week for the first time in three weeks, I'm actually excited to, to review As... a star Wars movie. Star Wars. Yes. Next week, we review. The one that started it all. New Hope, baby. Got it. And after and after this movie, that's, that's what I need. A new hope. Yep. So, thanks guys for listening. Do the trailer, that's what I need. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next week with more pop culture shit. And our review slash chit chat slash talk of New Hope episode four. Um, yes. So guys, happy Halloween! Hey, spooky season, bitches! Surprise! We're actually we're actually gonna review uh, what's the Jack Jack Skeleton movie? <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. So guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you back next week. More lessons to view. Zach, you yes. have a good day. Uh, Appreciate it. I'm gonna get some wings and I'm gonna watch the Chiefs play today. Cause nice. Chiefs Kingdom, baby. Also, my Nats, my Nats are in the World Series. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have been having a good time. So, peace out, guys. <laughs>